Scanna Energy is a proud part. Yes, touchdown. Let's go, Falcons. We're big Falcons fans. And as the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons, Scanna Energy is part of all the action. So let's get fired up for our home team as we cheer them on to victory this season. Sign up with Scanna today and get up to $100. Call 877-GO-SCANA or visit scannaenergy.com slash falcons and use promo code FALCONS for details. Limited time offer terms and conditions apply. Are you ready? Let's F and go. And now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air. A touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, another week, another win. And you are listening to FinCast, brought to you by Scanna Energy, the official natural gas partners of the Atlanta Falcons, alongside me, Fin86, Brian Finneran. Hello. I am Tyler Nelson, and you are, like I said, tuned into FinCast after a win over the Arizona Cardinals, Finn. A good weekend, but first, let's talk about the good news that just popped up right before we hit the record button. Demar Hamlin is in a good, better state. Yeah, it's almost a miracle what's going on with Bill's safety. Demar Hamlin breathing on his own after they had the tube removed. Yeah. Um, what the doctors did, what the first responders did, what the doctors did on the field, the training staff, everything saved this kid's life and have him in position now, hopefully to make a full recovery. It is really, really special to kind of see the country come together, whether yeah. you're whatever um, ethnic group or race or whatever. I mean. Left, he had right, up, down, right. Unbelievable. The yeah. prayers, the outpouring of support and uh, money. He has a. Um, they started a GoFundMe for his little. He had a uh, gift giving deal that he did, and he wanted to raise twenty five hundred bucks to give gifts to kids uh-huh. up in Buffalo, and he did it. He'd done it the last few years. Just twenty five hundred. Yeah, for, I mean, just for a handful of kids that he was close with okay. or whatever. Um, well, that was his goal. Well, that got out as soon as he got. Uh-huh. Injured or whatever. Injured. Yeah, beyond he died injured. on the field for yeah. a second and then yeah. was revived. It just started going and going and going. So that $2,500 goal that he had has gone to a GoFundMe, a legit GoFundMe, and now is up over $7 million. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I didn't hear about this. Oh, dude. It's That's incredible. unbelievable, the outpouring of support for this this kid and his family. So really special. Uh, the doctors at University of uh, Cincinnati Medical Center and everybody involved, 24 years old. and. Yeah. You don't know if he'll be able to play football again. Well, it makes so me think of his concerns right now. But yeah, it makes me think of like Ryan Chazier, who had sure. the linebacker for the uh, um, Pittsburgh Steelers a couple of years ago, who was, I mean, and he was a star in the NFL big and time. big time, a big hitter, and then had what broke his neck on the field, and yeah. it's, it's fine, walks now, and they didn't think he was ever going to walk again. But that's this this is worse than that, or scarier, no, I guess. Much more scary it, it, to see the look on the players' faces on the field when this happened. Oh, so and I wasn't watching it. I, I, I'm so glad I wasn't too. Like I, the anxiety and, and just immediate like wh- I can't. I'm so glad I wasn't. His watching heart it. stopped standing up, and then he just dropped like a redwood in the forest, and it was so sad to watch. And you see the look on the doctors' faces and the training staff that was out there, and they're all in their little microphones on uh-huh. their shirts. And, and, and you can see it in their eyes. They're going back and forth in their eyes. And then when they started doing CPR, oh. 
that's when the players really got emotional because he wasn't breathing. Right. And you don't see that in, 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 in on field injuries. I have never seen it. I've seen some gr- grotesque, gross injuries, those dislocated elbows and ankles and broken bones and this and that. But boy, oh boy. So good job, everybody up there involved and really a, a miracle of sorts when you think about. Um, he's able. So the tube is out. He's able to communicate. And that's just, I mean, at, at least this quickly, too, having it just happened. Yeah. So so great to hear. So, so they'll play. It really does. So they're not going to redo that game. It was Buffalo Bills right. and Cincinnati Bengals. They were eight minutes into the first quarter. The game stopped. They thought about restarting it, but they realized that was not a good idea at all because they didn't know the, the severity yeah. of, of until about 15 minutes into it. So um, that game will not be replayed. Mm-hmm. And it does affect the uh, AFC playoff right. scheduling as it goes forward. So it'll be very interesting to see how it pans out, where games, games get played, who ends up with the number one seed, and everything else. So, but that is, like I said, secondary. To well, two else. divisions really because they're not in the same division. So the the Bills have clinched that division. Di- uh, I meant the, conference, yeah. Right. So no, I know. Yeah, I wasn't trying to correct you. I just mean to say, like, no, please don't correct me on the air. <laughs> whose name's on this podcast? Ever. Damn it. <laughs> no, but um, the uh, AFC North isn't clinched. So that's really more where that comes into with the with the Bengals and. I mean, the Bills are in and, in and good. Yeah. They're set, so it's but. Baltimore and Cincy are the two teams fighting for the number one mm-hmm. spot in the AFC North. So they'll just use what? Winning percentage, I guess? They will. That's I, that's a shame to see, but, you know, no. you, you do what you can with what you got, right? That's right. Um, well, let, moving on then to the Falcons. Uh, a good win over uh, the— Awesome win against a— Not great team. No, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> Every game in the NFL— Is hard. Is very, very hard, and you took a chance. And, and the great news was— Desmond Ritter had a chance for a game-winning drive against the New Orleans Saints, and we came up short. I think we lost 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And we're driving down to either kick a game-tying field goal to put in overtime mm-hmm. or go down for the touchdown. And Drake London catches a pass on a fourth and five, beautiful throw by Ritter, and gets a ball but knocked out yep. and a fumble, and the game's over. Right. So he did it once already, showed he's capable of it. And then flash forward to two weeks later against Washington, same exact scenario, drive the team all the way down to the one-yard line, take a mm-hmm. knee, kick the game-winning field goal. Right. And he's got some gumption to him and some of that fourth-quarter and two-minute pizzazz, I guess. Um, Je ne sais quoi. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so he's got that it to him, yeah. you know, that Matty Ice-type right. feel. So nothing really – he looks comfortable. I like what he's done in the first three games. Then go out here and take care of business against the Bucks. That would be awesome. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the hardest, I think – Things for a rookie quarterback in the NFL to do is keep the ball on your side of the field or on with your team. Right. Meaning, don't throw it to the other team, and he hasn't done that. So he's he's not he he hasn't zero turnovers so he, far, he, and he hasn't been flirting with it really either. So that's I, I think a really good marker of of what we can expect from him. Let's would you so. Would you agree with I that? I would. He had two throws against. He's had two throws so far in the three games that should have been picked off or dropped by DBs. But besides that, he's done a great job running this offense, staying within himself, and doing the things you're talking about. Staying composed, not losing his mind, not flipping the ball up in the air. Uh, He doesn't look like he's getting hot feet in the pocket when he gets pressure. So everything you want to see from a young quarterback is what you're seeing. So just with the availability of what's available in the draft and where we're drafting the draft, we probably wouldn't be looking at a quarterback anyway, but... Are you more comfortable now with what you've seen? We have one more game. Yeah. Uh, are you more comfortable now with? Sure. I mean, four games is tough to get a real good right. idea of what he's capable of, but it's enough to go, 
I think he could pull this off. He looked comfortable. I, I, there's too many spots on the defensive side of the ball that we need to address yeah. before we do anything. And when you have a quarterback, maybe you bring in a, a, a wily veteran, an 8, 10, 12-year vet that can teach him a little bit, can be in the meeting rooms with him, push him, and maybe have a little competition. But let that kid know going into this offseason that this is your job. Dominate the offseason. Be the leader. Be there for every OTA and mini camp and offseason workout and show your players you want to be the guy that leads this team. Someone like, say, Ryan Tannehill? Maybe. Absolutely. No I mean, question. There's that, a handful of guys out there like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and obviously he Teddy has. Bridgewater. And he and Arthur Smith worked, worked together in, ten, yeah. in Tennessee. Um, so speaking of answers, Tyler Algiers has been has had a great season and looks like he's going to be carrying the rock for us. For I don't want to correct you, but there's no S on the, la- on the last name. Really? I hate to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what people used to call Keith Brookings. Oh, no, no that's, that's all the time. Or, or Kroger's. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Tyler Algier, excuse me. Tyler Algier, definitely an, an answer, at least for now. Uh, running back position looks fantastic. Between him and uh, Cordell Patterson, it's just been a great year for the Falcons running game. We know that. What about what are your thoughts on Drake London? I mean, we just talked about him putting the ball on the carpet again. Yeah, he's had a couple unfortunate fumbles. A little loose with the football. But... I don't want to say it's not to be expected because you're a professional football player and you shouldn't fumble the ball ever, but it happens in games. You just hope it didn't happen in key moments like it's happened to him now twice. But overall, I think he's been good. 66 catches, 746 yards, 11.3-yard average, which you'd like to see that go up a couple yards. Four touchdowns is fine. I'd like to see him get in the end zone. Doug, yeah. Desmond Ritter has zero touchdown passes. He's had one or two drops and opportunities to complete them. But and this week— At least one rushing touchdown, right? Zero touchdowns, by the way. Okay. So no no touchdowns rushing, no touchdowns passing. So if there's one thing Desmond Ritter is going to do this week, it's either find a way to get in the end zone with yeah. your arm or with your legs yeah, and make that happen. That would be nice to get his 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 career started early because to go through three games as a quarterback and have no passing touchdowns yeah. is yeah. not a good look. <laughs> but to go two and two and finish it off yeah. against the Buccaneers with a touch, passing touchdown or two, maybe get in with your, with your legs as well. Would be awesome. Well, and Tyler Algier is uh, 120 some odd yards, 124 yards away, away from a thousand yard season. He's a, he's at 900 exactly right now. Uh huh. Okay, so yes, 100 yards from the from a thousand yards, but 124 gets him. I think the career rushing record for a rookie for the Falcons. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean. We've had some good running backs, but the Devontae Freeman, of course, is the one recently of recent memory with of rookie quarter rookie running backs that yeah. started their their career with the Falcons, um, and he had a great first season and all, all things being considered, a good four years here. Yeah, I think William Andrews has the record with a thousand one hundred and twenty three yards rushing. Okay, so uh, I th- expect to see a heavy run game. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. That's what we do every game. I mean, right? I know, but I think even to that, even I think more? they feed him a little bit more. I think that's uh, – I mean, if I'm the coach, why not, right? The only thing I really care about, I would, I'm happy to lose a slot, one back in the draft, to see Tom Brady finally lose a game to the Atlanta Falcons. We are 0-10. I know. I'm 0-3, it's from, <laughs> personally. It's That's better than 0-10. Well, <laughs> I'd have to have played 25 years, and that wasn't going to happen. So I played um, – it's actually, I was, think I was in the first game and obviously the third game we played against him because you don't play the AFC very often. Right. So to get a, get a chance to play Brady three different times was pretty cool. We lost by eight, we lost by 10, and we lost by like uh, 17 or something. So mm. he's a special quarterback. I don't know how mm. much he's going to play because See, they don't have anything to play for, but in his, they say he's going to play a little bit. I bet he gets 
into close to halftime. I could see them shutting him down. But he's such a competitor. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. he won't be happy about it. But, no. But if you're if you're the Bucks, you got. I mean, you got it. If I'm Todd Bowles, I'm I'm thinking Grady Jarrett has his picture on his desk all week going. I'm coming for you, dude. Because after what happened at the end of last game, how do oh how do you not? Oh my god, I forgot about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. How do you not? That awful, awful call roughing on the roughing passer the passer on a on huge Grady sack huge. with a chance to stop them, get the ball in, in our favor, and go down and have a chance to win the game. Right. You're exactly. Right. I think the entire defense is going to be licking their chops, and I I throw Dean Pease into that as well. Mm-hmm. Dean Pease is questioning whether or not he's going to continue. He's going to kind of retire or look at retiring or keep on going and, and see what he does there. But the entire defense has something. They need to do against Tom Brady, and that's get a win for this franchise and make him pay for what happened the first time we played him. The number I wrote down is two and a half sacks are great, Jarrett. You go over or under on that? Him personally? Yeah. No, I'm going under. We don't we sack people, dude. What the hell are you I talking about? I know we're not, about? but he I'm— six th- on the season. Should be seven or eight based off of some of the terrible calls that he's right. gotten. I could see him getting one. Two and a half over under for the game would be good for me. For the whole, for the whole team? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're sitting on 21 for the year. So who is who's uh, Tampa Bay's backup quarterback? Do we know? Kyle Trask. Oh yeah, that sack number I think could could go up if if Brady does come out in the second half and you have a, you know, a young quarterback, exactly. backup quarterback, exactly. In there, Kyle Trask, who does uh, get the hot feet in the pocket or whatever yeah. else. So regardless of how it happens, I don't care. I just love to see this team get a win. We're four point favorites. They're assuming Vegas is that Tom Brady and a lot of guys get pulled. So it's a real good opportunity for guys like Drake London and Tyler Algier, Algier, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, Desmond Ritter to have themselves a nice little game against a team that's going to be pulling their guys throughout the course of the game and letting them rest for yeah. the postseason. Plus, like the was the two points they give you for being at home. Yeah, three, three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be there. I'll be actually with our fine folks, friends at uh, Scana. Oh, sweet. And um, of course, the six day the fan tailgate beforehand. If you haven't and been nice one of those little, nice little Sunday plan FinCast fans, you need to come. Uh, they are awesome. So the last note that I have. <laughs> Actually, I have two more, so I want to talk about. Right. The the one that's easy to breeze by is, I just wrote, Julio Jones playing, question mark, LOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't practice to start the week, but he is likely to play, I think. What are his numbers this year? Julio Jones, so far this season, 24 catches, 300 yards, two touchdowns. So, But he was hurt at best. for a lot of the season as well. He's been banged up. That's what he does. He was... Out a day ago with knee and illness. Wasn't spotted at Thursday's practice, so a typical Julio. But maybe yeah. <laughs> you get him healthy and, and he can help you win some playoff games if they go. Tom yep. Brady, Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, the guys they have, and the defense that they built, they got a puncher's chance wherever they have to travel to and whoever they play. Oh, they're playing home because they're NFC South. Right, because they're the champs. Huh? They're the champs. So the division, ridiculous. Division winners. I know, right? At 8-8, eight and eight, hopefully 8-9. and nine. That's right. So the last thing, then, talking about uh, Hall of Famers like Tom Brady and probably Julio Jones, this year, Devin Hester and Dwight Freeney, former Falcons both, uh, probably not mem- remembered as such, but where right. finished careers, are on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester, of course, holds the record, broke Deion Sanders for touchdowns off a punt return. Dwight Sini has a f- sack record or two, I believe, right? Yeah, Freeney has like 124, but he's he's been phenomenal his whole career. Impactful sacks is, is what you want to look at. But when you get over 100 sacks in your career, mm-hmm. it's, you're putting yourself in, in high you're putting yourself with the best. In the conversation. The yeah, yeah, no question. <laughs> the yeah. creme de la creme. That's exactly right. I'm using French uh, yeah, idioms today, apparently. <laughs> uh, so do uh, you, you think Dwight Freeney, definitely uh, Hall of Famer? Yeah, definitely Hall of Famer. I don't and, know if he walks in this time or not. Devin Hester, definitely Hall of Famer. I don't know if he gets in this time or not. 
There's a nice list of the 15 guys that are there. There's three receivers that all have about the same numbers. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. T- Torrey Holt, uh, when he had his career with the Rams, did fantastic. Anquan Bolden, most of his career, I think, was spent in... I remember him as a Cardinal. Yeah, I know. I do, too. Yeah. So Anquan Bolden, I remember him with the Cardinals early in his career and then had a couple years with the Ravens in San Francisco. San Francisco, too, That mm-hmm. with that Jim Harbaugh uh, team. So um, he and Reggie Wayne have eerily similar statistics. They both have over 1,000 catches. They both have, like, 80 touchdowns. They both have 13,000 yards. So they're right around the same thing. So Reggie get, Wayne's the third, the third one on the exactly. ballot? Exactly. So all three of those receivers have a really good shot. You, you could flip a coin for any of them. And what do they not all three get in? No, no. There's just they only get in five or six guys a year, uh-huh. and they, a lot of the times they don't want to double up on the same position. I don't think. Right. So uh, they got their hands full trying to figure that one out. But it should be fun to watch. I think that comes out in early February. We'll, we'll um, maybe right around the Pro Bowl. They'll figure that one out. Reggie Wayne with those with the, most of his years with the Colts, and mm-hmm. I think of those uh, Peyton Manning years, and oh only one Super Bowl there, right? Yes, with Tony Dungy. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, you're certainly the expert on wide receivers. But thank you. Who, if you had to vote for one, who are you going? You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> so for me, I think it's between Anquan and Reggie Wayne. God, uh, Reggie Wayne, the time he spent in one place with the Super Bowl is big. Uh, both are very, very de- deserving of it. Um, I'll go Reggie this time and Anquan Bolden next time. Yeah, I like that. All right, so what, you, what do you think happens on Sunday? What's your prediction? I got the Falcons mm-hmm. uh, figuring out a way to win, win this thing, especially against a Bucks team that's going to pull a lot of their players. Um, do what you've been doing to this point. Stay in the game. The defense has been really good. We haven't talked about them at all. If they did what they've done the last five weeks, they'd be a top five defense, scoring yeah. defense in the NFL. They're giving up 19 points a game. They fly around. They're gritty. They kind of give up a lot of yards in between the 20s, but they buckle Literally down. Buckle, buckle down. The bend don't break method, exactly, right? Exactly, big time. So if you do that, I think this team can score 25 points and and um, and put this thing put this thing in their favor and, and find a way to win this ball game. So I got the Falcons winning by a touchdown just based off of guys are getting pulled and, and um, our whole team. Yeah, I'm with you. And, yeah. and I think it's important to go out on a on a high note and not just for the team, but specifically for Desmond Ritter. And not just the confidence, just to bookend it nicely. Yeah, right? that'd be awesome. All right, well, we will come back next week and talk about whatever happens on Sunday. A win, of course, I mean to say, and what the NFL playoffs look like without the Atlanta Falcons. Until next week, Dirty Bird fans, we'll see you. Thank you for tuning in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 680thefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 680thefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning in to FinCast. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you, dog.
spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 